This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. New federal legislation targeting harmful online content has been unveiled. The Online Harms Act targets content on social media and other platforms that is deemed to be harmful or fomenting hate. It also comes with harsh jail terms for the worst offenders. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. National Post political reporter Catherine Levesque joins me to discuss why the government is bringing in the bill, how it intends to police the internet, and concerns some have raised about the effect it could have on freedom of expression. Don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about the show. So, Catherine, the Liberals unveiled their online harms legislation this week. And before we talk about what's in the bill, I want to talk about the idea behind the bill. Why are the Liberals bringing in Bill C-63 at this point? Yeah, so in in fact, it was supposed to be an online hate bill uh, at first. And uh, look, this has been a promise for many, many years from the Liberals. Uh, They pledged back in 2019 um, to combat online hate. And uh, they they did so with a number of international allies. So I I don't know if you remember, but there was a uh, Christchurch terrorist attack in uh, New Zealand. So after that, Canada pledged with a number of other countries to do more uh, to basically force social media to uh, block any kind of content inciting hate or terrorism or extremism. So uh, that's kind of where this bill comes from. Now, what happened since is that in 2021, uh, the the federal government actually tabled a bill kind of trying to uh, address those concerns, but it was so flawed. There were so many problems with it because it really gave a wide interpretation of what hate speech would be online. And it would force um, social media platforms basically to take down any uh, content that was flagged and that was considered hateful within 24 hours. So there were really a lot of concerns around censorship, uh, things like that, and uh, freedom of expression. And so basically, here we are three years later um, with uh, another bill and uh, a bill that is not so much, well, yes, targeted towards hate online, but especially towards harms, especially harms to children, because as we know, uh, sextortion is on the rise, uh, you know, child pornography, unfortunately, all, all these things have been really endemic during the pandemic. And there are just so many online harms for children nowadays. So I, I feel like the, the federal government has really been focusing on that instead of, you know, trying to focus on online hate. Mm-hmm. And so what is the bill as written and as unveiled uh, this week set out to do? 
Uh, so it's set out to do a number of things. It's a big bill. There's about 100 pages in it. So I'll try to <laughs> summarize what is in it. Um, so it's basically, it, it aims to force uh, well, social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram, but also uh, websites like Pornhub and, and live streaming services like Twitch to be more responsible with the content they have on their platforms. Um, so basically, you know, one of the things that the legislation would do is um, if there is some sort of harmful content like revenge porn, uh, you know, intimate images that are shared without consent, or if there are child pornography images, uh, videos, things like that, uh, that has to be taken down within 24 hours after it is flagged. So instead of, you know, extending this to hate speech in general, we're really, we're really hyper-focused on you know, taking down un unacceptable things like, you know, intimate, these intimate images and this child pornography uh, that is already illegal. So that's one of the, uh, one of the things that the bill will do. Uh, it also creates a new digital safety commission that will be this new entity for enforcing rules and hold these online services accountable. But we'll also have an ombudsperson who is a separate entity, which will basically advocate for users and help them kind of deal with uh, things that they, you know, they don't like that they see online. Um, but I think the biggest thing I, I would I would say is the amendments to the criminal code, because we're going to create a new standalone hate crime offense. Um, so really put it in the criminal code, but also raise the maximum punishments for hate propaganda. So, you know, for instance, if someone is advocating for genocide, which is a pretty serious matter, well, right now the um, maximum offense is five years of prison. That could go to life imprisonment. So that is pretty big. Uh, again, there are a number of other wide uh, things that, you know, this is really a wide sweeping bill, um, but uh, that's essentially what the bill does. And and so it targets not only the people uploading the content, but the sites hosting the content, correct? Yes, absolutely. So in, in fact, it really, you know, the, the goal is to hold these platforms more accountable and, and really they have to abide by the law. So, for example, if, you know, someone sees uh, some intimate images of them online that, you know, they did not consent to sharing, let's say you find them on Facebook, um, you, you have kind of two choices, right? So you could... Um, like Facebook or any kind of platform would have to uh, be able to have a system where you can report the abuse. Or you could go see that new entity I was talking about, the Digital Safety Commission, and flag that and say, hey, this is, you know, this is content that is harmful, harmful to me, and I would ask it to be taken down. So basically, the platform would have to take it down within 24 hours, which is pretty fast. And, you know, just to be clear, this doesn't apply for, let's say, content we don't agree with or, you know, content that we find offensive like this is really for these very specific instances where we have we have these intimate images this revenge porn or se sexual abuse um for for children so that would be one way of doing that but if the platform does not comply there are some very very severe penalties we're talking about you know if, if they don't abide by the, the regulations, and you know, there the many regulations in the new legislation should it be adopted. I mean, we're talking about fines going up to uh, $10 million. So this is really a lot of money. And it's really, you know, it, it makes platforms responsible for what they have 
on their websites, um, what kind of videos and, and you know content they foster, and it really forces them to abide by the law. So looking at the legislation itself, how, how does it define online harms or hateful content as the government sees it? Right. So there are seven categories of harmful content. You know, we're talking about content that incites violence, that foments hatred, that incites violent extremism or terrorism, content that sexually victimizes people, things like that. Um, but I, I guess the most questions, you know, we're, we're getting on this is what, you know, what exactly is content that foments hatred, right? You know, is it just content that we don't agree with? Um, but the question was was put to uh, to the minister actually yesterday, and the minister of justice, Arif Varani, said that actually hatred has been defined in Supreme Court jurisprudence for, you know, the last 11 years. And we're really talking about detestation and vilification. Um, he said it doesn't cover things like humiliating or, or offensive comments, things that are insulting. So, you know, I think that the government has really been trying to prove that there is a way to define uh, content that foments hatred. But again, this kind of opens a Pandora box uh, as to, well, you know, who will decide that? How is the commission going to, you know, decide what is content that foments hatred? And I know uh, just uh, in, in our Ottawa office just a few moments ago, uh, we had Aaron Woodrick from the McDonald Laurier Institute. And um, he finds that a little subjective, actually. And he thinks, you know, that might lead to people censoring themselves out of fear of, you know, being accused of promoting content that foments hatred. So there are, I would say, some questions about, you know, what will be the criteria, how it will be put out in the regulation, you know, who will ultimately be the judge of what is content that foments hatred. Um, but, you know, according to the government, it's a very high bar, but again, it, it does raise a lot of questions as to censorship and freedom of expression, because, you know, what if you criticize the government? What if you criticize, um, religion or political beliefs that you don't you don't agree with. So again, it's a high it's supposed to be a high bar, but there are a lot of questions about that, I would say. And I the one that jumps to mind for me is is and and maybe the government addressed it, but maybe they didn't, is how does it overlap with current hate crime laws? Because we do have laws against hate speech in this country already, don't we? Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know it as people who, you know, who who are targeted by hateful content. It is really very hard to try to get an accusation and, and try to, you know, get people to um to be accused of hateful content. But yes, you're right, actually, that you know, these laws already exist. I think it's just the, the focus of this bill was really more about online harms and protecting children. But yes, there are I, I think really the changes here is if you you are promoting extremely hateful content like promoting genocide, for instance. And again, I am, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not sure how, you know, what would be the threshold to determine what that is. But basically, it's just to kind of crack down on these people and make sure that they get bigger um, prison fines in the end, should they be, again, accused and then convicted of such offenses. Um, but really, I think that that is the extent of it there. There's also um, a lot more recourses, I would say, for users, right? Because right now, I mean, the internet uh, is fairly unregulated. Um, and, you know, this is another way, I guess, that the government is trying to find to, you know, find a way for users to be able to share 
information that they consider to be hateful. So there would be, you know, these new entities, the commission, the ombudsperson kind of trying to guide them and figure out, you know, what they can do and what they can flag to the social media platforms. Um, but again, I think this also, once again, raises a lot of questions because maybe people are, people are offended by many things on the internet every day. So what will happen then is the ombudsperson or the commission, are they going to be, you know, too busy because there will be such a surge in demand and users will have so many concerns. Uh, really, th these are a lot of questions that we're trying to flesh out at the moment because, um, again, th there's just so much content out there that for sure it's, you know, it's it's written in the legislation, It you know, but in reality, how is this going to work? These are a lot of questions we have too. We'll be right back. Now you mentioned that that you know some penalties under this legislation could could go as far as life in prison, and that's at the extreme end. Or or companies could face pretty hefty fines. But what other penalties are in play here for platforms or individuals? So it's it's mostly targeted towards platforms, right? So really, I, I think um, I, I was I said ten million before, but really it's the bigger number between six percent of their global income or $10 million. So it's, it's really, it's a lot of money in terms of penalties for platforms that would not abide by the law that would decide to, you know, not be compliant and take down, for instance, um, images or videos of, of child pornography, let's say that would be reported. As for individuals, I mean, look, this, you know, the, I, I think personally, these would be very rare instances where um, people would be individuals would be charged with this. Um, I think really the responsibility and the onus, I think, in the legislation will be on uh, social media platforms, but also, um, you know, any user uploaded adult content websites and live streaming services. So the goal is to make them more accountable and, and less so for, for users. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, the, the, commission that's being created will be responsible for enforcing the rules. Will they also be monitoring social media content or online content or, or is it solely going to be driven by complaints here? Um, I, I don't know if they'll have time to monitor complaints because I, I just think complaints will be coming in. Um, but like, they'll, they'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what they will be doing exactly because I, as I understand it, the commission will only be composed of about five people, um, you know, that will be, uh, named by the governing council, which is the government. And, uh, so five people that that's not a lot of, you know, that's not a big bureau. So basically they're going to be receiving all the complaints and, uh, they will have to screen out any frivolous flags or complaints, you know, things that aren't really what they're supposed to be looking at, but they, um, you know, so, so they'll go through that and skim through that. And then after the removal of the content, you know, that is still subject to review. So the commission, even after the content is removed can still be engaged in this process. So this is, to answer your question, I think they'll be mostly receiving the complaints. Again, we'll see in the regulations, I guess, if and when this re this legislation is adopted, how this will work exactly. Um, but my guess is they'll be so busy with all the complaints coming in that, you know, they won't have time to monitor any of that. Mm -hmm. 
Now, as you mentioned earlier, there are people who are concerned that this legislation will curb freedom of speech or will have people censoring themselves so they don't wind up on the wrong side of this legislation. What has the government had to say about concerns about freedom of expression in Canada under this legislation? Uh, I would say they mostly dismiss those concerns. Um, you know, their, their spin for several days now has been that this is focused really on protecting children. And, you know, to a certain extent, this might almost serve as a wedge issue with them, with their party and the conservatives, because Pierre Poliev has said that um, he would be opposing this legislation. Now, you know, have it, after having seen the bill, you know, we'll see if Pierre Poliev maybe puts out a more nuanced response to it because it really seems like this legislation isn't the full-on attack on freedom of expression that maybe he was expecting. Um, But that being said, I mean, really, the government has been kind of, I would say, dismissing any concerns of freedom of expression. Now, you know, as days go by, like the the legislation has been tabled, you know, for a few hours now. Um, People will be getting into the nitty gritty, but it really seems like overall, whether it's uh, social media platforms like Facebook, they don't see any concern with it. Uh, they see they're already doing some of the work that it that is asked by the government in this legislation. You know, I've seen experts commenting on this. They're saying, well, look, there might be a few flaws, a few concerns about freedom of expression. But overall, we're really this is a far cry from the previous legislation that really had a lot of flaws and really um, harbored, I I would say, a lot of concerns about freedom of expression. It really looks like the government this time did their homework, really focused on specific things that would have to be removed by social media within 24 hours and uh, really made sure that, you know, this does not target freedom of expression and is is very, very limited in what, um, you know, what would be considered hate speech. Obviously, we're in a minority parliament. The government would need the support of at least one other party. The conservatives, you know, in the past have spoken out against this legislation. We're not sure how they'll approach the the more nuanced version. Um, but does the government have the support of the Bloc Québécois or the NDP to get this passed? Uh, I would say for now they have a they have the support of the NDP. You know, it's a cautious support. Um, you know, the NDP has said that they will really take the time to go through it. You know, the initial reaction uh, just after the t- the bill was tabled is, you know, in their mind, it didn't go far enough. So they might want to tweak a few things um, because, you know, one of the instances that they mentioned is they're saying, well, this applies, you know, these new restrictions for, for social media, um, you know, the, the flagging of content that, you know, does right now does not apply to any private messaging like emails like messenger um so i think they want it to be a bit broader but overall it seems like the ndp and jagmeet singh are uh supporting the bill i think they will be supporting the bill and uh with that i think uh, the uh, you know the liberals might actually be able to pass this legislation but we'll see what kind of tweaks that the the ndp brings forward and if they have the support um, from the liberals to uh, to go with that mm-hmm. and we'll see how this all plays out in parliament Catherine, thanks for your time you're very welcome. Thank you. 10-3 is produced by Sean Knox. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Catherine Levesque. More from her at nationalpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.